I saw the fourth goal go in and I was like, my guys, shut up, shop, <laughs> it's done. Stick it in rice. So do you want to know why Alcatraz is a snake? Because he relegated me from doing the introduction. Says, oh, he's going to do the introduction. Pulls out his phone and starts reading from his phone. So obviously that's something you guys won't be able to see. Listen, there, there, there's, there's going to be a camera soon. So there's going to be video footage of everything. Like right now, do you want me to tell them that you're naked in the, in the living room? <laughs> Like, my bro, my bro, like, you just got on boxer shorts, like, I feel very uncomfortable, this is an uncomfortable work environment. What's going on, people, and welcome back to the Top Bins pod, top talking points, top analysis, top goals from the Premier League. Do you know what that is? That is Top Bins. That is indeed. I am your host, Spaney, and today I am joined by my co-host, Uncle Tass. Yow. <laughs> What's good? You know what? I'm blessed, man. That's what we like to hear. Feeling good, living better. Feeling, feeling. Word to Drake as usual, eh? It wasn't word to Drake, but because I knew you were a Drake fan, that's why I said it. Fair play. I, I, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. How's your week been? It's been good, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, new, 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 new role in life. So, first week at that, it was quite interesting. Nice. And yeah, quite exciting as well. So, nice, nice, nice. Looking forward to week two. That's good. That's good. How's your week been? My week's been alright. My week's been alright. It's been a, it's been a week of new ventures. So uh, stay tuned, people. You hear more about that in the near future. But I won't, uh, I won't delve too deeply into that for now. But so, what I will so, so is that why certain things are late? Because huh? <laughs> the people them on the Instagram account know there was a lot of content that came out on Friday <laughs> that they're used to seeing a bit more spread out, but. It's so good, man. It's so good. In other dunya. But hey, what we will dive into is this week. But before we do that, I believe you've got a message for the people. Make sure you rate, review and subscribe to the Top Bins pod and tell a friend to tell a friend. Let's get the message out there, people. Let's do it. Right. So today, people, we've got for you the usual stuff. Top talking points, which our good ass is going to talk us through. Both of us are going to talk you through sat- fr- well, Friday, Saturday and Sunday games. Yeah, there was a Friday game, wasn't there? Yeah. Friday, Saturday and Sunday games. Uh, then usual Monday Night Football preview, Predictions League, join the discussion, Spain trivia, Top Bins called it Goal of the Week. I haven't missed anything, have I? No. Getting better at this. There we go. So, let's dive straight in. Uncle Tass, what are we saying for top talking points? Points. So I think the only place we could start and it's not a great place to start. It's obviously quite morbid, but we lost the great Diego Maradona this week in football. And obviously, this is a Premier League pod and he never actually graced the Premiership. But he did play a big part in breaking a lot of English hearts <laughs> with the famous Hand of God, which the English papers are just rehashed and rehashed again. Even a man's death, they, they didn't want to concentrate on the legacy left behind on the football field. It was more Hand of God, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But um, absolute magician on the field absolute magician so you, you just gotta say rest in peace to the great Diego Maradona and unfortunately off the back of that as well the news came out this afternoon slash early this evening that I wouldn't say Premier League legend but Premier League favourite in a sense just full because of full of legend <laughs> Premier League favourite just because some of the goals he scored and um, of course Senegalese World Cup hero mm. Papa Bupa Diop unfortunately passed away I think he was 42, so it's, it's absolutely nuts. It's 
very, very young. Obviously, Maradona was 60. Even that is just very young. But, yeah, it's just a sad thing because I think we all remember Papa Bupa Diop, to be honest. Like, yeah. Not that he was just the most amazing player in the world, but I'm, I'm pretty sure he scored a couple of screamers and yeah. it's just like, Papa Bupa Diop. <laughs> Facts. But, um, yeah, I think um, main message there is just rest in peace to those two guys there. Rest in peace. Then onto the only major bit of news which flashed up from my side were obviously coming out of a nationwide lockdown in the UK, ease or measures will be eased and certain cities will be reverted back to tier one, two, tier two, tier, two, tier three. Mm. Clubs within tier two or one will be allowed to have up to 2,000 fans return to the stadiums. So I think there's a couple of things to break down first of all. Obviously, number one is, is it fair that clubs, I think 10 clubs will be allowed to have fans return. So all the London clubs, Brighton, Southampton and the two Liverpool clubs, then the other 10 won't be allowed to have fans to return. Do you think that's fair? No, because I think obviously what a lot of the argument has been is obviously it kind of no fans neutralises football, right? So you can go to the Etihad, for example, not really worry. I guess Anfield has still kind of been a fortress during this time, but you can go to... Old Trafford, for example, obviously, do you get what I mean? Like Old Trafford has been very much neutralised during this period. And so... Theatre of nightmares. That's, I mean, leave it out, mate. But, um, so obviously, yeah, if you're saying, okay, 10 clubs can can um, have fans in now and 10 can't, for example, someone like City will probably be thinking, well, even obviously us, all clubs that aren't allowed will be thinking, this is nonsense. Do you get what I mean? So no, I don't think it's fair. Um, but obviously the times that we're in right now, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I think that there is an element of fair to it. Like I guess because we're all in 11 playing ground, you could say that that's the fairest way to go about it. But everybody who's got a home game this side of, let's say, Christmas, they're going to be missing out if fans return properly mm. the other side because then they're playing an away game with fans as well. So it's unfair to them. So I think as soon as fans are allowed to return to certain clubs, they have to say, you know what, we need to sort of neutralise the away advantage as it's been because it has been helping the bigger sides more than anything, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think, although it's not fair, we just need to start getting fans into the stadium as soon as possible. Yeah, I think I think the, um, the main thing that I find interesting is the whole idea or aspect of only um, 2,000 fans are allowed to into the grounds. Which and, and that was the next point which I was going to come oh, on okay, to. <laughs> in a sense of, does it make sense that an arbitrary number of 2,000 has been selected? Because, for example, um, let's take Liverpool because they're open. 60,000 seater stadium, we're only going to allow 2,000 people in. It, it, how was that number picked? Is it because yeah. that's how much you can manage in terms of going in safely? Is it only 2,000 home fans? Will there be a selection of away fans? It, there, there's so many questions. I mean, mm. I mean, on the base, you'd assume it'd just be home fans because of the cities, crossing lines, yeah. tiers, blah, blah, blah. But that being said, how is the 2,000 going to be allocated? Because if I'm a season ticket holder, I don't see anyone as higher priority than me, regardless of how many matches they've seen over the past five years. I've got a season ticket. I want to go to a game. If it's a lottery you can say maybe fair enough. And then after that, it's just a case of it's going in order. But how do you decide that? Yeah, uh, yeah it's a strange one. I don't know. That's something for the clubs haven't, that they're going to have to work out right. But yeah, I think I think it's strange. As you said, um, Liverpool, 60,000 seater. That's what, 
two, three percent or something of of um of uh, you're the well, accountant. Uh, you tell me. <laughs> well, um, no, it's like just under five percent. Yeah, let's say four percent. That's four percent of your ground that you're allowed. You're allowed in. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, and then obviously you got smaller stadiums there, which let's say what twenty thousand seaters, and you're saying ten percent are allowed in. As you said, or as we're saying, how how does that make sense? Because I, I don't think it will be from a that's a safe number to let people in because obviously it's, that's relative to the size of the stadium right? yeah yeah if you've got a 60 seater you're gonna have Loads entrances all over the all, all over the gaff do you get what i mean so yeah i don't know it's a bit of a it's a bit of a weird one and yeah i'm just well i'm just hoping fans can go to manchester soon because we need them right now <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that that was it from a news aspect so take it away mr spaney say no more right so we'll we'll swiftly move on to the uh the eight fixtures is eight fixtures we've had yeah eight fixtures we've had so far um yeah because we had three today didn't we um the eight fixtures that we've had so far starting with friday night uh football crystal palace versus newcastle newcastle edging it there managing to get the win over the line joe linton finally getting a goal in um I mean, from my perspective, I think I can't work Newcastle out. I can't work them out. They're just so, as we've said a couple of times now, they're just so up and down. Um, I think they put in a shift, obviously got the result they needed in the end. And obviously the two goals came in the final minutes, um, final minutes of the game, should I say. But um, I think Gaeta quite unlucky. I think it was it for the Joel, Joel Linton goal, which came off uh, Gary Cahill. So you could say that's probably harsh. But the first goal was brilliantly worked from Newcastle. Jolinton winning the header, flicking it on, flicking it into Wilson's path and Wilson running through to, to get the goal. Um, it's a shame on Palace, just before that they were trying, they were pushing, pushing, pushing um, and they were asking questions but they unfortunately weren't getting answers um, and yeah, I think, um, I think, I think, I, I, I just can't work Newcastle out. Crystal Palace, we kind of know what to expect from them and we do get what we expect from them week in, week out. Newcastle boy 10 games in I'm still like Steve Bruce what are you working with here yeah I think I what what I like to do because I know we, we briefly mentioned it on Friday but I, I like to avoid speaking to you about the football midweek <laughs> so that we can speak about it for the first time here but yeah. it was just so annoying that I was like how the hell have they won this game <laughs> 2-0 like I was watching the game thinking you know what they actually started the game quite bright I was yeah. like okay maybe it's just a case of Certain teams that they fear, they're going to start slow. But teams that they don't fear, they're going to actually try. And they were a bit unlucky not to take the lead earlier on. But then Palace grew into the game and you thought, OK, maybe it's going to be a, another Palace masterclass, but they're going to nick it 1-0. Yeah. But I think for the most part, on Palace's side, you saw what life without Zaha looks like. Yeah. And it's not great at it's the not. moment. It's not. But for Newcastle, like you say, we can't work them out, but they are doing exactly what they need to do, which is get the points required to win Premier League games. Callum Wilson, which is exactly why they bought him for, they spent a fair bob on him. One chance, pretty much. Yeah. One goal. <laughs> late in the game. And you, you can see, like, I think he's relishing his football at the moment because he knows, right, there's no pressure on me to score um, or there's no pressure on me to play attractive football, do all this and that. All I need to do is work harder and when one chance comes my way, yeah. I need to bag it. Yeah. And he's, so far he's been doing that. And yeah. Newcastle are flying high it's just, like you say, the, 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 it, it's not necessarily good or attractive to look at or watch. But 
Fair play to Steve Bruce. Indeed. But yeah, I think uh, uh, you actually reminded me, I think I made a mistake and said 2-1 at the start. But yeah, you're right, it was 2-0. Um, so yeah, I mean, fair play to Steve Bruce, as you say. Um, then your boys were the early kickoff on Saturday um, against Brighton. I think very unlucky. Uh, what, two disallowed goals, the penalty that was harsh. Um, I'll be honest with you, the penalty I didn't think was a penalty, uh, or the um, the second one, sorry, I didn't think was a penalty. The first one was, and obviously Mopé missed that one, cool. Which I think is a redemption for a lot of people, particularly maybe Arsenal fans and stuff out there, because Mopé recently, over the last like season or so, has just been that guy that is just turning into a bit of a dickhead, really. Mm. And so to see him miss the penalty, I guess for a lot of people, is kind of redemption. But um, the second one I didn't think was a penalty, I thought that was harsh, man. I think we're, we're entering dangerous territory where it's like, Anything that's to touch, any contact in the box, all of a sudden is always given. Yeah. Which I'm like, come on, man. I think it, it um, on, on the one hand, we had one against West Ham, which is very similar for Salah. Yeah. Um, which, again, at the time, I was like, it's harsh. And so I, can I get, said straight, it was a dive. I, I, can, I, can, I can say that it's harsh, mm. but he's kicked the back of his leg and he's gone down. The reason why I felt the Welbeck one was a little bit more harsh is because Welbeck was never in full control of the ball the ball was going away from him he was almost stretching to get the ball mm. um, yes Robertson kicked him and then cleared the ball but Welbeck took another two three steps before he realised oh wait I've actually been touched yeah. let me go down Yeah. plus the, it, it takes us back to the VR debate where I have no problem with the referee going to the booth to review that my issue is they showed him a still and they showed him in slow motion of a touch. Mm. So that's basically saying every touch in the box is a penalty, mm. which we know is not. Mm. So when you watch it in real time, you watch it and say, that's never a penalty. The referee waved it away, um, but it's called back. They give a penalty. Um, Pascal Gross scores and fair play. Like 1-1, one, one, to be honest, on the balance of play, I'll be realistic and say it's not harsh on us because mm. Brighton had chances in the first half. We had to dig deep. We had to change a few things. Brought on Jordan Brian Henderson to control the midfield. And we looked better in the second half. The only reason I guess people would say it's harsh is because we had the two VAR goals ruled out. First one, sorry, second one, Mane's one, offside, fair enough. First one, again, it's what we're saying, what I've been banging on about. If it looks like it's onside to the naked eye, don't give it as an offside because the man's yeah. toe is offside. Yeah. He's not gained any advantage from that. Like, it, it's just silly. In that sense, it's silly and that should never have been given as um, a VAR ruled out and that would have taken us a 1-0 win, sorry, 1-0 half-time lead for Liverpool and that would have changed the complex of the game because we, 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 it was against one play, completely against one play, but great finish by Salah and it should have gone on 1-0, yeah. but... It is what it is, and it's been a bad week for us, obviously, um, Champions League loss, this game where we feel aggrieved, but the only good thing is it's this sort of thing which spurs Klopp on, personally, because Klopp, because he was irate after the game, and he's going to channel that energy in the right way and channel it through the boys, so we've got a tough game next week against Wolves, I think we're at home, but um, still going to be tough, so hopefully we can channel it in the right way, because we, we, sometimes we do get ourselves up more for the big games mm. as you saw against Leicester um, so hopefully a big game against Wolves we can get ourselves up and get back to winning ways yeah no that's fair um, 
Yeah, I think Brighton, Brighton again, looking good. Um, Lalana got injured again, though. Yeah, came on and came off. Bro, that guy, I don't know what's going on with him, man. There, um, were, three, there were three injuries in the game, which, again, all the big managers are saying it, but no one seems to be listening. Yeah. Chris Wilder, who's still against it, saying managers are selfish, one point from nine games, or one point from ten games, whatever it is. Have some of that, mate. It's all mad. All right, cool. So, Brighton won, Liverpool won. Then, on to Man City versus Burnley. And now, this is, what, the fourth time in a row that they've beaten them 5-0 at home, right? We both said that they were going to come back and this was going to be a game that they actually started to kick on. Get right game, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what we both were unfortunate not to correctly predict the score. I said 3 no, you said 4 no. it finished 5. I saw the fourth goal go in and I was like, my guys, shut up, shop, <laughs> it's done. Stick it in rice. But obviously, I guess they, they, they sort of wanted to keep the 5 no record going. Because mm. it, it's an interesting one where sometimes you feel like when, it, when a team has scored three goals, they're just thinking, you know what, it's done. What's the point? Like, yeah. But cities for Burnley, it seems to be when we get five, then we'll be done. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess talking points of that game, um, Burnley had a new keeper in goal. You kind of have to feel sorry for. Obviously conceded five. There were two other goals that were disallowed, I believe, if I remember correctly. Yeah. He looked he looked a bit dodgy at times, though, man. Uh, he looked a bit dodgy. I think there's a, was it the Ferran Torres header? That was getting in towards the uh, the far post, and I don't know what he was doing there. Then the uh, then the, the the one that was own that would have been the own goal of Jesus wasn't offside. What was he doing there? He, he's a young kid, and to be fair, it's a, the the tough the second or most toughest place you could make a debut. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he'll have better days ahead, yeah. but it's it's a, they, they look a different outfield without Nick Pope. Yeah. And goal. Yeah. Facts. Um, Riyad Mahrez getting a hat trick. Yep. Good for the vibes, boys. Vibes, boys. Yeah. No, Sometimes the vibes, boys, just say, you know what? Let's be a bit more efficient today. <laughs> Let's be clinical. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, good for him to get a, get a cheeky hat trick there. I think he hasn't got a hat trick since he joined City and his last one was for Leicester, I believe. But yeah. His first yeah, one nah, for City. Did it right there. Phil Foden's first touch actually set up his hat trick goal. Yeah. Have some of that. Phil Foden, my Still guy. Still can't get a start. Well, he can, but rotation, bro, you know he's a rotation man. As in Pep's rotation, man, you know this. So, and I guess the the, the kind of only other takeaway because again, in a game that's five nil City against Burnley, there's not really what it was here. Analyze every goal yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? So the only other talking point that I kind of picked up on was um, obviously John Stones making his second appearance in the Premier this season. He actually had a good game, winning aerial battles, looking good, command like actually commanding the back four, which or the back line, should I say? Which is good for him. Yeah, I mean, it was always going to be tough when. City perceivedly had a poor defence last year. So they were obviously going to retool and reinvest. They've obviously brought in Ake, who's injured. Diaz, who's looked a great buy. Laporte's back, fully fit. Mm. Stones is always going to be one of the man, men to miss out. And it's harsh because I guess we look at him as, oh, he's one of England's better defenders, so you want to see him playing games. But if he's not good enough for that level, or he's not good enough for what Pep wants, then... I thought she's gonna have to rub bench and, and mm. just come in for rotation games like that. Yeah, yeah. Is what is you either move back to a club like Everton and start every game, or you work with better players and try and get better. Would even start every game for Everton right now, though. Probably. You reckon? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. Michael. Bro, you and me and Mike have been fine. Fine, but does, are you saying Michael King's better than John Stones? 
I feel like defensively, yeah, but not on the ball. I don't rate Michael Keane that much, but fair. Hey, me. Maybe I'm biased because he's an ex-United boy, so. Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, cool. So yeah, Man City just, yeah, business as usual for them really. 5-0 against Burnley. You just missed a beautiful segue. What was that? We're talking about Michael Keane. What's the next game? Yeah. I should interrupt you to give you no, this. No, you didn't, if you let me, I would have clocked and I would have done it myself. Are you sure about that? Hey, listen, don't try. Don't, <laughs> listen, I'm not Luke Shaw and you're not Mourinho here, yeah? So don't try this. Okay, okay. <laughs> so as we, were, as we were talking about Michael Keane, swiftly moving on to Everton nil leads one. Did you watch the game? Yeah, yeah. Fair. Nah, this one, um, this one was actually a good game. Despite the 1-0, it was actually a good game, I thought. Um, a lot of att- <laughs> lots of attempts for both teams, man. Yeah. It was an open game of football, particularly the first half. I think both keepers made some very, very good saves. Um, I think first half, best chance fell to Jack Harrison. Yes. Um, put, but he put Two good chances in the first yeah, half. Yeah, hit the woodwork as well, innit? Um, but yeah, he was unfortunate there. Um and I think it had ever cleared off, off the line as well, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, there were some good chances in that game, man. And it was an entertaining game of football. Um, Richardson and Rodriguez both had goals ruled off. Yeah. Which, again, it's like, what, what can you do in this day and age, man? But hey, second half, more of the same, really. Uh, very open game. Um, there, was a, there was a slight scare for uh, Melia, if you remember, when he tried to clear it and he just put it straight into onto Rodriguez's chest. Rodriguez tried to lob him, but just merely had just managed to get back Better, in time. Yeah, yeah. yeah but um, and obviously Bamford had a goal ruled off as well. Bro, this was just an entertaining game of football, man. Yeah, I actually enjoyed and, it. And I think it, it's the way both teams are looking to play this year. Like obviously Leeds only know how one way to play, yeah. which is why they've lost games four one. They've won a load of games. Yeah. They create a load of chances, but Everton again, they're not necessarily the most defensively sound team, as you saw with Fulham last week, they scored, what, three goals, but then conceded two goals. Mm-hmm. It's, they, they will give you chances. So it was almost a perfect game for mm-hmm. Leeds to come in and just say, we're not going to care. So if you don't care, let's just play. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, you know, you know. Um, again, taking it to a bo- boxing reference, but you ever seen the um, Hagler-Hearns fight, the first round of that? Nah. This is years ago. Go back and watch it. But it's like just two heavyweight boxers just slugging it out, like literally throwing haymakers. Like it's the 12th round and it was the first round. Like three minutes, just boom, boom, boom. That's pretty much what the game was. Just guys going back and forth and just saying, yeah. And to be fair, I thought it would end nil-nil, but Leeds managed to find a way to sneak it. And bit of quality from Rafinha. Yeah. And I, I, the funny thing is I was watching the game going along thinking, right, he's that like, because obviously, as you know, I put Costa on my fantasy team and Rafinha pretty much replaces Costa in the team. I was thinking, bro, I actually need to change him for Rafinha because he's looking <laughs> sharp today. Even the, the Jack Harrison chance yeah. was a beautiful ball he played through. And it's like, bro, he's actually got a bit of quality to him. <laughs> then he gets his goal and I'm like, yeah, yeah next week, Rafinha, you're my guy. Fair. I'm, I'm, I don't blame you for that. Hope, hopefully I can afford him for Costa, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there. <laughs> but... um. Yeah, no, as you said, overall, good game of football. Um, Everton nil, Leeds United won. That takes us to the final game on Saturday. Takes us to the final game of Saturday. 
Thank you very much for finishing my sentence there. West Brom 1, Sheffield United 0. Now, this one, not so... This, I mean, both, obviously, both teams, again, going for it. Because this one, you're thinking, all right, two teams towards the bottom of the table. 6.0. Yeah. Who's who's going to go out there and stake a claim and say, you know what? I'm not finishing below you this season. Yeah. Do you get what I mean? And I think West Brom just won that. Pereira... That guy's actually sick, you know. Baller. That guy's actually sick. Like, I like the look of him, man. Um, but, I mean, that's uh, Sheffield United had their chances and they actually had the, the more, slash, I'd probably say better chances as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. To get what I mean. So, they're just unfortunate in that sense, but they've just been paying pony this season, man. I think, do you know what it is? It's karma. Not, and I'm not even saying karma just for the substitution thing with Chris Rowden because he's the scapegoat now because <laughs> my, 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 my OG Klopp has named him a scapegoat so he's my scapegoat. <laughs> but it almost seems like they played so well last season that they signed a deal with the devil and this season they are paying <laughs> the rewards because obviously when something's fresh and new to the league you can't deal with it. Like when they had their, their Roman centre-backs or their bombing on centre-backs people were like what the hell is going on here? yeah, yeah. Now you've got a season of tape on it. It's a bit like, okay, guy, you're like, yeah, you can roam, you can roam. It's cool. But it's going to beat you. Boom, boom, boom. But this year, they just seem to be able to be figured out. Mm. Not that they're not getting chances, because even against City, where they were out of it for most of the game, they still had chances toward the end, where it's like yeah. they could have snuck a 1-1 one, one, one draw. Yeah. Even against us, where they were out of it for most of the game, but were up 1-0. It's like they, they, they could, with a bit of luck, be further up the table looking yeah. like a Newcastle yeah but <laughs> it's just it's just bad luck and yeah. it's it's just all not working but as I said last week one point from your first nine means you're down so yeah <laughs> right no, now one point from your first ten you know I mean you're gone <laughs> head gone yeah that nah, it's all looking a bit mad it just doesn't make sense because they had better chances but unfortunate because you were hoping that your boy um your boy got on the score sheet but it wasn't meant to be yeah, it, it wasn't. And to be honest, I didn't know they still had Lise Mousse because now they've got yeah, I forgot my five mistake. strikers like Ollie McBurney, Ollie McBurn, McGoldrick, Lise Mousse, and Rian Brewster. Like, mm. did they need to spend 25 million on Brewster? Boy. But, I mean, I'm, I'm happy for him. I'm happy we've got money in our bank. But <laughs> at the moment, maybe they do need to go down to the championship. He starts all the games for them, gets his 30 goals, and then comes up ready to, to shine in 2022-23 but who knows yeah who knows indeed boom so that wraps up the Saturday fixtures now on to the Sunday fixtures start with my boys versus Southampton 3-2 3-2 win I guess my quick thoughts are Again, I'm not really impressed with what I'm seeing in terms of from us, man. I just don't feel like we're playing anywhere near where we could be or near our capacity. But we managed to get the job done, albeit we made it hard for ourselves by going 2-0 down. The first goal reminded me of um, the goal we conceded very late on against them last season. Um, Obafemi, um ball comes in, went on the header last minute. We're winning 2-1 and that would have put us... Um, okay, we finished third in the end, but that if we had won that game, that would have put us third in the league at that point. Um but then conceded it. That reminded me the exact same thing there. So that one, thinking, all right, do we need to sort out our uh, our defending set pieces? Because then we also, I guess you can't really... It's a different fault. type of set piece. Well, I know, but I'm saying that you can't, and this one, you can't really fault uh, 
I guess the hater in this case, because James Ward Prowse is the is the dead ball specialist as we know. Positioning maybe if you know he's gonna turn it that way. And the thing is, he got caught out in the exact same thing. Was it midweek or last week? I can't remember when exactly it was, but he got caught out the exact same thing recently. So I feel like that's something that either he's going to have to look at or people try to catch him out exactly that same way. Mm. Do you get what I mean? So yeah, I mean, annoyed we go to Nordan. You can I'm, I'm kind of thinking this is this is all just long. Um, but then get a goal back, man like Bruno. I mean, he's <laughs> yeah. I think I think I said it to you like <laughs> when when the oh, sorry not to jump ahead, but when the second goal went in, I was like, how the hell is this guy come out with a goal and assist in this game <laughs> where he's not looked great? Like, I, yeah. and it, it's you you can't hate on him because I think the stat came out like he played 38 games so far and got like 34 goal involvements or whatever so he's been productive but it's just not good to look at sometimes Mm. but he keeps going and he keeps going and then manages to get a goal or get an assist Mm. whereas maybe if it was a Pogba he'd get hooked Mm. so there's that element of it where he's paid the price or how do I put it he's earned the right to be on the pitch for 90 minutes to then get the opportunity when people are tiring to yeah. nick a goal and yeah. paint the picture over the whole game where you've had, you've played crap, but I've got a goal, so I'm starting next game. <laughs> and he got an assist. But um, the edge, uh, was, what obviously what's funny is that halftime when we brought on um, Dean Henderson and the and the because I, I think both of us didn't clock that Greenwood went off for Cavani and he was like, oh, Dean Henderson's coming on. Does this, is this Man United mounting the comeback now? And we're like, they're bringing on the keeper. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was crazy. But no, I think it, it, it did change the game, Cavani coming yeah, on. Yeah, Because I think Greenwood, he, he, he did okay, to be fair. He should have scored in the first half, though, when he rounded, um, rounded was it McCarthy in goal? Who's in goal for him? McCarthy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he he did okay. I I, I thought the diamond would have worked a lot better for you guys. Mm. Maybe it's just lack of practice with it, but it just didn't really work out. Rashford was all right. Again, I'm not quite convinced of him as a striker now. I think he's just played too much time away from striker where Mm. it's just, he's missing a lot of those instincts now. Yeah. But Van Der Beek, I can't lie, cheeks. Cheeks. Oh my God, what's wrong with this guy? But... Please know that that's not going to bang. What? Cheeks isn't going to catch on. Cool, that's fine. But yeah, he he, he wasn't great. <laughs> Again, it's mainly the first half performance, but it wasn't great from United. Mm. Second half, I wouldn't say it was that much better, but maybe Southampton just began to play a bit more within themselves, thinking we've got a 2-0 lead here. That got cut down to 2-1. It's like, okay, do we push on? Do we sit back? Eventually, ball fell to Cavani. Bit bit of luck, but you have to have luck in that situation. Mm. Got the header, got the goal. Then, oh, sorry, the second goal wasn't a header. It was the last goal that was a header, right? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, late on, injury, injury time, wasn't it? Got the header, yeah. scored. And 93 minutes, I believe. That should kickstart his United career. And that yeah, was he's, that, looked sharp, he's looked sharp since he's joined, you know. That was his first brace since January 2019. That's mad. <laughs> That's mad. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, I mean, it's three points, so let me not get too too thing. I just you got to start somewhere in it, and so I guess with the points, you got to be happy, right? Um, all right, cool. So that was um, United Southampton two, United three. Do you want to talk to us about um, uh, Frank versus Jose? <laughs> 
Yeah, and it's funny because I saw a post saying that Frank was saying him and Jose are cordial, but now that relationship dynamic has completely changed. And it's a bit of a shame because they were, well, he was such a big part of Jose's reign and mm. Jose's the most successful Chelsea manager ever. And by proxy, Frank is part of one of the most successful periods of Chelsea's career. He's obviously the manager now, but it, it was a classic Jose away performance where he set up in a certain way to nullify their um, the Chelsea attack and hope to nick some stuff on a break. And in the first half, that looked like they might be able to nick something. Like they had a couple of chances in the first half. Didn't quite work out as well as it did against City. But I guess part of that as well is the fact that Chelsea are looking a little bit more defensively solid. Mm. Second half, Chelsea started to pin them back a little bit more. Tammy had some good opportunities. Another strike in that position probably scores. Not not going to say Tammy... Like, like, to be fair, he's getting in some of the right positions, so you have to give him that. But he's just not looking like the top quality striker Chelsea need at the yeah, moment, agreed. which is probably why I know I was saying last week he was desperate for that goal against Newcastle. Because yeah. he need, he knows if I don't score against the crappy teams, <laughs> I, I'm never going to get on the pitch. Yeah, But... um. Yeah, I think Giroud scoring midweek probably didn't help either mm. because he got a winner for, against Wren. And then people thinking, oh, maybe get Giroud on the pitch, get Giroud on the pitch. And they got Giroud on the pitch late on and Tottenham's good work was almost undone. Um, Ron Ro- Roden was making his debut, headed back to Larice, didn't have enough power on it. Giroud had an effort, but mm. it was straight at Larice, unfortunately. But apart from that, Chelsea didn't have any clear-cut openings. The best chance was a long-range shot for Mason Mount. Excellent strike, to be fair. Mm. But Lloris was equal to it. It was keep yeah. creeping into the bottom corner. But Lloris made a good save. But, yeah, for the most part, it was just a typical Jose. He, he, he didn't... He didn't. He was going to try and nick a win. Yeah. As soon as they didn't get a goal, I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. Exactly. We'll, just, we'll just shut up shop. Like, yeah. we'll take the point. Move on. Yeah. And they go back to the top of the table yeah. by virtue of goal difference. Obviously, it rankles a little bit because I know that we could have beaten Brighton and gone two points clear now. But at the same time, we beat Chelsea at the bridge. So we're two points up on them there. But then I think they beat Brighton at the Amex. So <laughs> it evens out. <laughs> it's all mad. We will swiftly move on to the final game of the day. Arsenal versus Wolves. Wolves obviously winning 2-1. Arsenal, I'll let, you, I'll let you do the talking, man. I don't know what to say about them anymore. To be honest, I think this was more a case, from what I could see, that Wolves going to a back four helped them. So rather than it being the 3-5-2, like saying being very bottom-heavy, three centre-backs, it was causing Arsenal problems, them having act, four actual attacking players up there to deal with mm. who are all very good in their own right like um I, I mean again not to I, I brushed over it but obviously Jota scored for us um yesterday his ninth goal for Liverpool people are probably thinking like why the hell would we always let him go <laughs> but then when you look at what they the quality they've still got it's like okay that's fair like sometimes it is move someone on it's a great deal for both parties yeah. and then next man up mentality yeah and that's the sort of mentality that Nuno's brought to the team because 
Jimenez came off in the first couple of minutes. It was an ugly head clash. I think Luis was able to continue, but um, came off at half-time. Um, Jimenez has rushed hospital. Apparently, he's responding now, responding to treatment, which is good news there. But they brought on Fabio Silva, mm. who I think as soon as I said it, um, he's coming on, I think they said he'd only play 500 minutes of the first team football. I was like, I'm not worried about him. He's going to do well. And he did well. He yeah. did well. And him being that focal point allowed, they had Traore, Podence and Neto on the pitch. And those guys just are dynamic, mm. run, making runs in behind, smart footballers. And it was too much for Arsenal to cope with. They obviously went through the back four, which for the first half is arguably their strongest back four in Bellerin, Louise, Gabriel and Tierney. Second half, it was holding replaced um, Louise, but it, it it it's it's hard to put a finger on where Arsenal are going wrong because the thing that we were commanding them for before the, the the defensive solidarity, they were unstuck by two goals today, which probably could have been prevented. Yeah. Like it, it was just, I guess, being hit on the break. A little bit of luck on Wolves' part, but they did they, they, they did well, got their goals. But it, I guess it just goes to show how much party does actually bring to this team right now. Like, Willock, for me, I didn't realise he was playing until the second half. Like, he looked a little bit better in the second half, but I didn't realise he was playing. Sabias was ghosting in and out of the game. Xhaka, again, doing little, little to please. Out wide, Willian. That guy has just come to collect a check. Uh, he, once he gets his British citizenship, which I think he was waiting for, he's he's done. He's checking out. <laughs> Saka, again, looked okay in moments, but struggled really. Abamyang, I don't want to put him in the finish category. That's safe for Lacazette right now. But <laughs> Abamyang, I don't know. Like two games up the middle, you can't even say he was playing against the three at the back. Now he was playing against the two, but it's he still just looks lost and. Part of it is the fact that Arsenal seem to have no attack attacking ad- identity at the moment. Mm. But part of it is just him seemingly being fed up. <laughs> like he's just like, I'm just running around like a dog and I'm not getting chances. <laughs> he's had like what, four shots on target since he signed his deal? Yeah. He had a great chance today with a header to equalise towards the end. Should have done a lot better. Should should have, but uh, yeah, I, I really just don't know. And the funny thing is, I, I'll give credit to Jay Black, um, for what he was saying about his best Arsenal lineup, because I think in the second half, bar Partey, who's obviously injured, they had that team on the pitch. Yeah. It was Saka wide left, Reese Nelson, um, Abamyang up top, Sabias and Willock, Xhaka, then Tierney, Holden, Gabriel and Bellerin, and then obviously Leno in goal. Mm. And Reese Nelson looked bright looked sharp he had a he, had, he made a couple of openings had a couple of opportunities and arsenal looked like they were creating just a little bit more but i think part of that which we need to hold our hands up and say is that because wolves had the lead there they were sort of shutting up shop they were playing a bit within themselves yeah. but matinho at 34 played all their man off the park like he was <laughs> he was excellent he, he he was excellent and it's, it's like it's like a fine wine you know you know like how Pirlo seemed to get more plaudits when he got older. He, he he's he's reminding me of one of those sort of players, it's like yeah. a fine wine. And yeah, Wolves are in a good place. From early in the season, where I was like, I'm not really sure about Wolves. They sort of found their groove, and they're in a very very good place at the moment. Yeah, but Arsenal. Yeah, I mean, 
we need we need to see Partey back before we judge because it's the same thing where you said what one player can bring to a team like Virgil van Dijk for example if you have a great engine in the engine room you can build off that yeah. but we need to see him back before we stick a fork in Arsenal but one year to the day since Emery's been sacked and Arsenal are seemingly no better off okay. it's peak right now still haven't scored in open play in God knows how long you say that, but I'm giving them today's goal as That's open play. That's not open play. It, it is, though. Like It's not. I'm giving that as open play. Boy, I mean, clutching that's chills. But all right, cool. That's what the man them are saying. So, Monday Night Football preview. What do we have? Tomorrow we have the firefighter kick off Leicester Fulham. Yep. And then 8 o'clock West Ham Aston Villa. What do we say in terms of the predictions? So you said 2-0 Leicester against Fulham and 2-1 West Ham against Aston Villa. I went 3-0 Leicester and 1-0 Villa. Okay. Which is quite interesting. I I think I only went a Villa win because I know you like to back West Ham. So I was like, (laughs) okay, well, I'll just go opposite. Because looking at that now, I'm not really sure what I was thinking because West Ham have been getting results. Yeah. But I guess it's more Villa been playing well away from home. Mm. So being able to hit teams on a break. So I'm thinking maybe that's where my head was at. Mm. Leicester, I think, yeah, they're going to they're gonna roll for them. Yes, should be comfortable. Should be. Should be. But this is a Premier League. Like anything, Premier anything League. could happen. Yeah. No, you're right. All right, cool. And so that nicely brings us on to Predictions League. So, we got games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Wait, wait are, are we talking about the results from this week first? Oh, let's talk about the results from this week then. Yeah. Cause what, uh, how did you get on? I got a correct score this week. Look at you getting gas. Um, <laughs> the comeback come needs to start somewhere, right? I mean... Combat needs to start somewhere, but let's, no, let's it, let's it was a poor week. It was a poor week for both of us. I it got, was a very poor week for both of us. I got four points, which is the correct score. And I think the, what other game was it? Probably your boys, isn't it? No, because I, I had us to win. It would have been. Oh, sorry, you drew in it, yeah. Uh, City. Yeah, City, City to win. Yeah. And I think you got City to win and your boys to win. Yeah. So four points for me, two points for you. Yeah. But okay. making a slow chip on the correct score, which is what I'm trying to win. Like, <laughs> that's what the league's called. You, <laughs> it, it, you, it's like, did you watch the um, Jeezy versus Gucci main battle? No. So Jeezy obviously won in terms of songs, but Gucci won in terms of streets. So <laughs> you in the battle, I'm going to win the war, man. All right, cool. Moving on to the predictions week for... The coming week then mm-hmm. uh, as I said a full full roster of uh, fixtures Friday, Saturday, Sunday and Monday um, fixtures kicking off Friday we've got Aston Villa versus Newcastle I've gone 2-1 Newcastle okay 2-0 Villa 2-0 Villa yeah interesting let me write these down actually so I don't forget then Saturday we've got four fixtures Burnley Everton I've gone 2-1 Everton. Burnley at home. You know what? I think they're getting back to winning ways and back to, well, I guess not winning ways, because, but the City result is just a normal a normal thing for them. So I'd say 1-0. So Burnley? Yeah. 
Interesting. City Fulham. Oh man, let's go five again. Five. I've gone four. <laughs> <laughs> I've gone four. Uh, West Ham versus my boys. Tough one. I might go West Ham one 0 Interesting. I've gone three one. Chelsea Leeds. Oh, I think Leeds do him. I think two yeah. one Leeds. Two one Leeds. Interesting. Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I'm gonna go one one. Okay. Yeah, I'll go one one. I've gone three nil Chelsea. <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> Sunday, you've got we've got four fixtures again: West Brom, Crystal Palace. I plead the fifth. <laughs> nil, 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 nil. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> um, Sheffield United, Leicester. One nil, Sheffield United. It has to, it has to come at some point, right? I've I've gone one nil, Leicester. It has to come at some point. It does, but I don't think it's this one. I don't I don't think it's this week. Uh, North London derby. Wow. <laughs> who's who's home? Spurs. Sorry. Okay. Um, two on Spurs. I've gone two nil. And then your boys, Jota versus his old team. We at home, yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. Um, I would say the we yeah I think it was two one last time we beat them. So yeah, two one again. Two one. I said three. Three one for the record. And Monday. Final game of the game week, game week eleven. Right, it's almost December. We're only in game week eleven, which I know obviously we started a month late, but still feels like. Anyway, we, I mean, we got we got pretty much games every week until Do March now. Yeah. <laughs> um. Sorry, so Monday you got Brighton, Southampton. Ah, oh, that could be a good game. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll do I'll do a. A, a, a Spainy special. You know what that score is, right? Was it Brighton Southampton? Did I say? Yeah. It's gonna be. Well, you're gonna. You're, you're saying that because it's Che Adams, probably. No. Spain. Oh, special. two one. No, two two. Oh, it's two two. That's your. <laughs> Look at that. See? Look at that. <laughs> you you pick two two because that's your Spainy special. Whenever oh, you're oh. unsure, you just like ah oh, two two. <laughs> For the record, oh, ah, come on. For the record, guys, I I have gone two two. <laughs> bar for bar, flow for flow. Listen, Tiger. Listen, don't watch. Don't watch any of that. Then we've got. Let's move on to fantasy football. I had a terrible week this week, man. Same. I had a terrible week. I had, well, I have Salah in my team. Oh, okay. I've got 26 points, which is kind of from what I last saw. Man, don't, don't call that a terrible week when I'm looking at 15. Oh, mad. I've got, I've still got two players to play in, Bowen and Grealish, but 15 points, two to come off the bench, but that is it. Like, it was just a poor week all round. Yeah. Me, 26, highest scorer. Regularly on with a clean sheet. Uh, no, Salah, sorry, Salah. Which is annoying that he obviously had his goal disallowed. Robertson giving away the flipping penalty. Fortunately, you don't lose points for giving away a penalty, but that's interesting that you don't actually. You should lose points for giving away a penalty. Why? Because you 
You get points for scoring. You get points for safety. You get points for even but it's, if you it's, even it's if, just, if you win a penalty, you get an assist for it. But it's just a foul. Like if you're not giving points away for a foul anywhere else on the pitch, why should you get one for a penalty? You don't. You don't influence that. All you've done is commit a foul. It it, it just so happens that it's one one side of the ball, one side of the other ball, one side of the line. Like I don't think you should give away points. The same way I don't think a keeper should get minus points for not saving a penalty. No, you, you should. He should. Okay, you should lose. You should lose a point if you give away a penalty that then ends up being a goal. The same way, if you win a penalty that ends up being a goal, you get an assist. I, I personally don't think so, but fair. Um, I've got Dunk who got three points on my bench, who I think would be coming on because uh, Tyreek Mitchell didn't play. But other than that, I've got McGinn to play tomorrow. That's about it. I really need to put Fernandez in my team. I can't lie to you. Yeah, I think it might be time he's hit that stride again. Pro. But there's some big scorers in the league this week, so we'll have to see who's top scorer. It looks like our man Emmanuel of Emmanuel FC will still be at the top wow. come the end of the game week and looking pretty at the moment. But um, yeah, as, as I alluded to before, I'm looking to bring in Rafinha, you were looking to bring in Fernandez, mm. see what we can do to rejig our teams. Yeah, because it's getting all kinds of mad. I've got uh, two transfers as well. Um, I managed to save two up, so I'm gonna. I brought in. I actually took out Trent and brought in Robertson, and I was actually gonna do that before his injury mm. because I feel like Robertson's just been a lot more eff- clinical this season, a lot more effective. Trust me, Trent will. Trent will get his. <laughs> you, you just know it. Like the death taxes and Trent getting his. Trent's finished with more assists than Robertson in the last two seasons. Well, definitely last two, but I think do it last three seasons. Swear. Nah, let's, uh, I see. I see more in Robertson's game, man. Um, but yeah, cool. Well, congrats to Emmanuel. Still flying high at the top, sitting pretty at the top. So cool. Happy days for him. How many points did he get this week? Uh, Fifty-five. Look at that, man. How do people do this crap? By picking players who score. It's pissing me off. All right, join the discussion. What do we have this week? We've got people. We want to know. Hey, uh, I lied. Sorry, sorry. He's on thirty-two. Oh, there you go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, join the discussion this week. We haven't put out the visuals yet. They'll come out tomorrow. Don't worry. But we've got, we've got we want to hear from you guys. So get in the comments. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit uh, hit us up on the uh, in the comment section when we put the uh, post up. Who is your team's bogey team? So if you don't know what a bogey team is, who is the team that your team always just seems to to lose to? Or when it comes to that team, that team always just puts on a show against you or or what? Do you have any other definitions for bogey team? I guess it's the team that you fear the most when you see it on the fixture list as well. Mm. And to jump into mine, I think there was a period, a period of Jose where it was Chelsea for Liverpool where you just see him and it's just like, uh, but for me, the ultimate bogey team, Arsenal, like, we could not do anything against them. Like, I'd go into the games hoping for a draw at best and you're already, like, that's already a loss pretty much yeah. if you're, you're hoping <laughs> for a draw at best. Yeah. But I, 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 the reason why I, I know they're my bogey team is because the times we have managed to beat them, I can probably spell out the how the game went, he scored the goals. <laughs> it's like, I know, like, there was the one where Peter Crouch got a hat-trick, perfect hat-trick. 
There was one when Neil Mellor scored a long range goal with one two one. There was the um, then obviously now we're we're a lot better than them. I just revel in those wins, like the five one win in what was it thirteen fourteen. Mm. I was I was <laughs> I was drinking them Arsenal tears, man. <laughs> I was drinking them, but no, nah, they 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 were our bogey team for me anyway for a while. Yeah, I think ours has to be City, man. Just uh, I, I know it's weird saying that considering we beat them three times last season, but I mean, even those games, they weren't necessarily games that we should have won. Mm. And prior to that, since since 2012, they've just been a nightmare for us. They've just been a problem. Mm. Do you get what I mean? Obviously, Pippen us to the league in 2012. Obviously, won it a few times since then as well. Obviously, we haven't, obviously, 13, yeah, cool, but we haven't won it since then. Um, and obviously, they've just gone from our quiet neighbours who we completely disregarded almost forgot they were there to these guys are now a pain in the flipping ass mm. do you get what I mean and and I do get nervous whenever we play them I think there was um was it two seasons ago I remember it was um it was uh league had just started both of us were three wins out of three we Manchester Derby I think it was at their ground I want to say yeah they beat us and they went on to win the league it's like come on man do you get what I mean so they they're just getting on my nerves. Seriously, getting on my nerves. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to say City at this point. But yeah, guys, joining the discussion. Let us know what your bogey team is, and we will read the best ones out on the pod next week. We will. Um. Cool. So, goal of the week. Top bins goal of the week. I'll let you go first. Because I think we're on the same page with this one again. <laughs> I'm gonna, it has to be Riyad Mahrez's. Was it his second goal? The one that it was pinged across. He, the, from the throw one, the Carl Walker throw one, did his dance and then boom, bang. Bye, boys. To be honest, other than that, there's actually, okay, there's a couple goals today, but like, what? So? No, the, no the, the, the West Brom goal, or was it, um, his name Robinson? Cal- not Cal- Callum. Can't remember his name, but it was sort of a nicely placed finish from outside the box, mm. but yeah, I mean... Oh, Gallagher, Tom Gallagher. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. it. But, um, Chelsea, Chelsea way. Yeah, good finish, but... I mean, it wasn't a vibes, boy, was it? Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, nah, so it has to be Mahrez for me, I think. Yeah, Mahrez this week. Yeah. Calm, at least we, we're in agreement there. Um, we'll, uh, we'll move on to listeners' questions. I don't actually think I mentioned that one earlier. So, uh, what, what, do, do we have any questions this week? Yep, we do. And, of course, our favourite, Jay Black, is back. Cheers! And he's also prefaced one of the things you've touched on, but we can just expand on it a little bit. The fans are back soon. At a maximum of 2,000 fans, is that enough to create an atmosphere? I think it's something. I think it's something. I don't know if you've seen, because well, I don't know how many fans there have been, but... For example, the Bundesliga have obviously had fans for a while. Uh, even um, not League One um, have had fans for a while, and obviously there's not bare fans there, but there's enough to there is enough to create an atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? You can hear you can hear the camaraderie, you can hear the fans, you can hear the chants, you can hear them trying to rile up their teams. Um, so I think two thousand will be will be enough. Obviously, just like we were saying earlier, it depends on what ground you're in, there, right? If you're at sixty thousand Anfield, okay, you might be hearing echoes, but you'll still get something as opposed to if you're in more of a close-knit environment, close-knit stadium where you're not going to get that, that could be that could potentially be a little bit more intimidating. But I think 2,000 is enough. 
I disagree based on the fact that they're saying you're not allowed to shout, you're not allowed to stand up, you're not allowed to celebrate. I did not know that. That changes. You're not, that allowed, changes to, you're, you're not allowed to do anything. So what? If they enforce the rules how they expecting, then it's not going to be able to. You're not going to be able to create any atmosphere. Oh yeah, that's a joke thing. I didn't know that. But <laughs> e- even at that, the two thousand fans, it depends on how they seat them because yes, you it'll be better for the players. They have some people there, but mm. like say sixty thousand ground. If they're all spread out across the ground. It's it's still just it feels it all feel, for professional footballers who are used to playing in packed stadiums. Yeah, it's gonna feel like a kickabout in a park, and it's not gonna get the intensity up. No, but I feel like given that they've been in empty stadiums since March, mm. yeah, or well, since June, I feel like it, I feel like it will have some sort of impact. They will be like, okay, we've got something in here, we've got something to get us going. Mm. I feel like, like it'll be interesting to see, and obviously we got. Yeah the first 2,000 fans. Well, not the first, but I mean, we've got 2,000 fans next week for Wall, so yeah. that'll be helpful if it can G us up. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I didn't know that about them. You know, that's a, that's a joke thing then, man. But this guy's, listen, this ain't a politics pod, so let me not even get into it, man. Then the next one was from M underscore Fernandez. Jeez. What do you think promoted teams are doing differently compared to 15, 10, 15 years ago? Teams like Wolves and Leeds have come to stay in the Prem compared to 15 years ago where all three team spirit from the championship would have been relegated I think one aspect that can't go underrated is money mm-hmm. um, obviously there's a lot more money in the game now teams that come up see a lot more money mm-hmm. um, and that's why teams that go down usually come back up as well because they've got money from the Premier League and then when you go down you've got parachute payments and all these all these, it's just going up and up and up mm. so I think that's one key thing um, what else I think for me, you have to say that certain teams are more set up for success in the championship now. So what I mean by that is, for example, a team like Wolves, which are sort of an anomaly. They obviously came into money via their owners while they're still in the championship and got Nuno in, which was a coup at the time. Got Ruben Nevers in, which was a coup got some good youngsters in, got a, a solid foundation where when they came up, I don't think anyone expected them to go back down. They were probably even better than anyone expected. Mm. And that's sort of a blueprint in a sense where it's like, as long as you get set up in the championship and you have a philosophy, a way of playing and you're going to stick to that, when you come up, as long as it's not you, it, it, it's almost a weird one where Wolves didn't necessarily... Well, they played teams off the park in the championship, but it wasn't by trying to dominate the ball, do all this and that. They just did that purely because they were better than the teams in the championship. But when they came up, they were playing in such a way, in a certain style of play, that was the perfect antithesis to bigger teams in the premiership. So that's why they stayed up. Mm. A team like Leeds, same thing, where in the championship, they're just miles better than anyone there. Mm. But now that they come up, they're playing in Bielsa's way. They're playing with no fear. And that's why they're getting points. Mm. Whereas a Fulham who were playing well in the championship because of their style of play, which was playing the ball around, building from the back. And when they get to the Premier League where the players are better, that style of play isn't working. And without the better players for that style of play, you're going to lose a lot of games, which is what yeah. we've seen coming. So I think it's designing a system of play that will work well so you can get promoted, but also be, you don't need to change anything yeah. for the premiership. Because yeah. even Sheffield United, 
Um, I didn't watch them in the championship with Scott, um, Chris Wilder, but I'm assuming it was a very similar style of play and they've just come in, continue that when they yeah. get to the Premier League. So I think there's that as well where management's probably improved as well. There's a lot more foreign influences because back in the day, it was the yo-yo managers who were coming up and going <laughs> down. Your Neil Warnock will get someone promoted get sacked and then someone else would need him to come save him. He'd go down with them, come back up with them. It, it, it's, it's the same thing. So I think that that's that as well where football's progressed and there's more than one way to play now. Yeah. And teams are adapting and saying, okay, actually we don't need to have the ball, but we can still be effective and win games. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Hope that answers your question. And Fernandez, was there anything else? No. Nice, nice. Well, the last bit for us to do is uh, last bit of fun, Spainy trivia. Hit me. This one you should get. Uh, it was actually the inspiration came from uh, a conversation we had in our group chat this week. Okay. About Haaland obviously bagging in in the chapter in the Champions League midweek. Yeah. And we will talk about how this guy's just an absolute beast, and he's a, he's the fastest player to hit 15 goals in in the champ in Champions League history. Hmm. So my question for you is: Who is the fastest player to hit 50 goals in the Premier League? Man, so I should get this. Like this, I, okay. You you can't get it. Well. As as in age wise. No, as in who's the it, who took the least amount of games to get 50 to score 50 goals. That literally could be anyone. I feel like a lot of people listening to this would be like, "How are you not? How do you not know this?" Shearer, no. Owen, no. Ronaldo, no. Rooney, no. Henri, no. That's what I mean. It could be anyone. It, no, but it's one person and who's Aubameyang. That, that, but this is what I mean. It could have been anyone. I feel like that's pretty common knowledge no, about me. As I, I, that's, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. That, it, but it could have been anyone though, because... No, I mean, I hear you. I, I, I don't like... I know Shearer scored 260 goals, but I don't know how quickly he scored his goal. <laughs> I'm not going to go back and see that. So you see what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Andy Cole and them, man. I, I know Owen scored quite a lot early, so it could mm. have been him. But yeah, Bamiang makes a lot of sense because he was scoring goals for fun yeah. until he signed that big money deal. <laughs> and on that note... And on that note, people... That is all we've got time for this week. But housekeeping rules, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Toppins Pod. That's T-H-E-T-O-P-B-I-N-S-P-O-D. And if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please, please, please make sure you give us a five-star rating and leave a review, whether good or bad, because that helps to shoot up the rankings because it means that you're listening to us and don't forget tell a friend to tell a friend let's get the content out there people let's do that well guys thank you very much for rocking with us one uh, for another week i've been your host spaney joined by uncle tass there we go this has been top bins you guys make sure you keep it top bins over the next week and we'll catch you in the next installment peace yo oh my god <laughs> Thank you.